Welcome to Dead Pilot Society, a podcast where we take comedy pilots written by A-list writers that were sold to networks uh, and developed but never produced and give them the table reads they never got a chance to have. Um, Andrew Reich, the creator and co-host, and this is an unusual intro because I'm here with my co-host, Ben Blacker. We're in the same room. We are. We never, I think this is the first <laughs> intro we've it done uh, together. But I, and I'm a little sad because I love listening to your intros. <laughs> I subscribe to the podcast. You and do? I listen to your intros that's, and I always enjoy them because you always give a little tidbit about like the pilot writing and selling process and then sometimes what you're up to. Yeah, well, you're not going to get that this time. All right. Um, I'll take my answer off air. All right. And it's also going to be unusual because what you're about to hear is a pilot that I co-wrote and you're going to hear an interview that Ben did with me and Reza Aslan, uh, who I wrote the pilot with. It's a great pilot um, thank you for letting us do it i say that yeah, it's a little self-dealing but uh, but it's yeah. really good and it's again it's surprising that it didn't get on the air and we talk about that but like i'm so glad we got to hear it um, but, you know i'm always i was saying someone was like so worried about this podcast being a vanity project and doing it was just like it's the least vanity project of any podcast <laughs> right. so i feel all right every now is there and a humiliation every, project uh, yeah every now and then i can throw one in it's yeah <laughs> It's how vain can you be when you're just like, this is, these are my failures. <laughs> right. um, so we should say that we're our next live show, which is going to be pretty amazing. It's going to be great. Tell them about it. November 12th at Largo at the Coronet. Uh, tickets are on sale right now. We have two comedy pilots, one uh, written by our friend Rob Schraub uh, called Jet Pacula, which he wrote for Patton Oswalt, and Patton's going to come star in our Dead Pilot production of it. Uh, it is a crazy it's silly it crazy. funny pilot um so that should be a lot of fun and then we have a second pilot by adam mckay and chris henchy uh called red state blue state mm-hmm. and we can say we yes. you know dave keckner uh is, is so far we're still casting but we know he'll be there so it's gonna be you know these are great pilots uh cast is gonna be awesome tickets are probably gonna go fast so go to largo-la.com uh, and and get those tickets. Uh, and we should say that Dead Pilot Society is sponsored in part by Bombfell. Tell True. them about it, Ben. Bombfell is an online personal styling service for men, which we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bombfell is an easier way for men to get better clothes. You pay nothing when you sign up because there are no fees to work with them. You only pay for the clothes you keep. Bombfell is the only service that can make this claim. It really it's the most simple straightforward service around. And it's totally flexible. You can you can move your shipments around, you can push them up, you can delay mm-hmm. them, you can skip a shipment. Uh, you just you, you you did this, Ben. Yeah, they let me try it out and um, I'm continuing to use the service cuz it's actually real the clothes are really good. And uh, it's, I, I hate, hate shopping. Yes, yes. Yeah, what's well, so unusual? We're such right. atypical guys and we hate shopping. I but hate it's, it. But it I really hate. is so convenient and like there are a lot of, I hate buying pants because I am a, look, I'm tall but I'm mostly leg. <laughs> it's weird. Um, and so like the, the pant styles were actually particularly great and I found stuff that I would not have found or bought otherwise. Right. And, and so then they sent me Because I hate taking my shoes off in these places. Right. Like I just don't like that. Like I just... But they sent me like they sent me a great jacket that didn't quite fit, so I got to send it back and say like here like, this needs the arms need to be longer. I need a little tighter fit, and so I got the new jacket and I kept that one. I like the service a lot. I've been awesome. impressed by it. So Bombfell is offering you Dead Pilot Society listeners twenty five dollars off your first purchase when you visit bombfell.com. 
That's B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L dot com slash dead pilots. Uh, Bombfell, open and close. It's sort of a uh, punny slogan that only works when you read it. (laughs) (laughs) So you get it? It's C-L-O-T-H-E-S. Open Open and close. And clothes. Once again, bombfell.com slash dead pilots. Get 25% off uh, your first purchase. And seriously, it's worth it. Go check it out. So now get ready to hear more of me and Ben and Reza Aslan. (laughs) I'm Allegra Ringo. And I'm Renee Colbert. And we host a podcast called Can I Pet Your Dog? Renee, can I tell you about a dog I met this week? Uh, I wish that you would. In turn, though, can I tell you about a dog hero? May I tell you about a dog breed in a segment I like to call Mutt Minute? (laughs) I would love that. Could we maybe talk about some dog tech? Could we have some cool guests on, like Lin-Manuel Miranda, Nicole Byer, and Ann Wheaton? I mean... Yeah, absolutely. I'm in. You're on board. What do you say we uh, we do all of this and put it into a podcast? Yeah, okay. You think? Perfect. Uh, should we call it like I don't know? Can I pet your dog? Sure. All right. Uh, what do you What do you say we put it on every Tuesday on Maximum Fun or on iTunes? Sounds the- good to me. <laughs> Meeting's over. Guys, I'm excited to present this new dead pilot with my partner Andrew Reich. And his co-writer on this project, Reza Aslan. All right. All right. Thank you guys for for both giving this pilot to dead pilots. (laughs) This was such a fun show. Like, I don't know why this isn't on TV. We say this every time, but I don't know why this isn't on TV. I know. It's true. Like, you can say that with every episode. Like, what the hell? (laughs) But this specifically, I mean, I feel like this is a real... It's just a great family show. Yeah. And it has, obviously, you know, there's a personal story involved. So let's go back let's talk about where this show came from this pilot came from were you guys working did you bring it out together were you put together because of it how, how did it all begin well reza, i mean reza it started with reza reza's life yeah, yeah. it's basically like it's my very much yeah, his contemporary story. version of, of my life uh my family moved to oklahoma uh in 1979 we, we fled iran and and like Showed up in Oklahoma, uh, not still not sure why. It, like I, I've pieced it together a little bit. I think it's because my dad, when he was in college, did like a semester abroad program or something like that uh, in at some college in Oklahoma. And then when it was time to get the hell out of Iran and, and come to America, uh, he just assumed that Oklahoma was America, and so like we landed in Oklahoma. Um, and then, of course, the big joke is that he was right. Oklahoma is America, <laughs> which is why we said it uh, in Oklahoma. Which wasn't, um, you know, and now me remembering that wasn't even how we originally pitched it. No. But anyway, we'll get to that. But yeah, it was, yeah. but it was you talking to, this started you talking to Dave Getch. Dave Getch, of course. He's uh, a yeah. mutual friend who's how we know each other. Right, right. The executive producer on Big Bang Theory. Yeah. And then, uh, so it was something that Dave Getch and I wanted to do uh, and until uh, he got a, a big contract that forbid him from doing anything else, mm-hmm. I think, ever, ever yeah, again, right. <laughs> except uh, except Big Bang Theory. Um, and uh, and so he's like, well, you should meet my friend Andrew, and you guys should do it. And uh, and so we uh, we met at dinner. Uh, had you, the, the did you guys know Jew. each other? We did know each other. Yeah, we, okay. we, we, we had met, met yeah. socially. We, we had met. We actually, in the pitch, we talked about, because we met at Dave's house and we met eating baby back ribs mm-hmm. and drinking bourbon yeah. and then it was sort of like oh you're a muslim like i'm a jew yeah. here we are eating pork and drinking um and we both have twins and so you know so yeah. we had we had met uh and then we had this dinner and at that dinner you know Reza sort of you know t- telling me his family story and told me a couple 
things. One um, about this concept of, of tarof, which when you hear the pilot, you'll hear, you know, it, it, <laughs> right. it's a major part of it, this this concept of insincere deference. And as you right. tell, tell me about it and these fist fights and chokeholds over who's going to pay a check and all <laughs> yeah, these. exactly. And it's just like, oh my God, that, you know, that's great sitcom. Everything he was telling me was just like, you know, his dad, if he, you know, he had passed away recently, but if he was alive, he would have voted for Trump. He was just, you know, he was like, let's keep all yeah. the other Muslims out of the, yeah. you know, his, you know, your yeah. youngest sister who was born in America, who started wearing a hijab, everything felt like <laughs> these are great characters. Yeah. yeah. It was, it kind of wrote itself, <laughs> except not really. <laughs> Nothing actually writes itself. Um, but you had, like all this material a ton like, of material. your family was providing yeah, great we had material. a ton of material and uh and of course you know the uh, andrew had this relationship with abc so we're like well let's just go there first and i'd pitched a lot of dramas i'd never pitched uh, mm-hmm. a sitcom before and andrew gave me the best advice and it's by the way something i've used since then which is like just make them laugh in the room because if they're not laughing in the room you're screwed anyway so so i basically instead of pitching the show just told stories about my family and yeah, it was the like, easiest pitch ever for me because so, yeah, it, right. yeah. it was me just like uh, tee up Reza's story uh, and then and then hey Reza tell them about this and then yeah. Reza would tell these you know these these you know really funny stories about his family that just uh, really brought the character, you know, put yeah. the yeah. characters in their heads because every member of his family was was a great character, yeah. and there was so many fun. And we got a lot of that into the pilot. The one thing we didn't get was isn't in the pilot is your dad in the restaurant, which is still my favorite thing. Which <laughs> yeah. we just What's we just say story? about <laughs> just... order. <laughs> so my dad, my dad is a very bizarre character, but like one of the one of the quirks that he had is that. Um, you know, when we would walk into a restaurant, uh, he would, as we walk in, just the, the first employee that he would see, whether it was like the maitre d' or the busboy, <laughs> the first employee he would see, he would just walk up to and say, I'll take the fish. <laughs> and we're like, Dad, we, we haven't even sat down yet. Like, we're not, like, nothing is, like, wait till we sit oh down. He's God. like, what? I know what I want. I want the fish. I take the fish. Go get the fish. And um, that was the one thing we didn't mention. Yeah, just really, <laughs> it was such a like great character-specific yeah, thing. I just, I just loved it. But it really and this was, is the stuff, like, as a comedy writer, you, you care for. You yeah, can't yeah. make up. Like, you die trying to make that stuff right. yeah. yeah. If I was trying to come up with a character, I would never come up with that yeah. characteristic. And so it was just, that's what was so great. And so the yeah. pitch, you know, it just felt like ABC, would, you know, which had this diversity push and had these, it felt like, okay, this, you know, there was all these family shows and mm-hmm. it seemed like, let's just go. You know, my deal was at ABC Studios. Let's, we only pitched it there. We only pitched it there because they actually, in the room, were like, great, let's do this. Yeah. Let's, let's, uh, let's do this. We're going to, this is happening. Yeah. Yeah. And when we walked out, like, Andrew was all happy and I was like, what's going on? He's like, well, they, they're going to do it. I said, really? That happened? Like, that was a thing? They actually... We're in fairness, this? that's unusual. <laughs> yeah. And uh, now understand that this was before Trump. Mm-hmm. So we're like, great, let's do it. So we started writing and we had this kind of great, you know, setup. Yeah, so let me, let me stop you guys for a second. Mm-hmm. How did you write together? We, um, you know, we had already, we, we talked, you know, we, yeah. the way I like to, we went for some walks, you know, early <laughs> yeah, on, just, you know, and which I like to do and just, you know, you were telling stories about your family and as you were telling them, it was just like, okay, that feels like... Um, you know, again, this, you know, his dad was always giving their things away, you know, if anyone compliments, because it's, it's true. a Persian so thing, funny. you compliment something and you just, you right. give it to them, but Take if you're, it. if you're both Persian, then you, it's a game. Yeah, and you, listen, if you're an American listening to this <laughs> and you want some free stuff, 
<laughs> find an Iranian and compliment him on it. <laughs> and then he's just compelled to give it to you. That's what happens. Right. And so. the other person's supposed to say, no, 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 I can't take it. But right. anyway, you know, yeah. things like that. It was just like, okay, that feels like a, you know, there were things that was yeah. just like, okay, that I think could be There's a, pl- a plot point. And, and so we kind of, you know, it seemed like, okay, we had this shape and, and parts of it, you know, Reza as a kid had pretended to be Mexican because, yeah. you know, that seemed better to him, you know. Um, <laughs> I didn't really know that much about America. Yeah. I thought that would help. And at that point, I think the pilot was still maybe set in I think it was still in San, San Jose, in the Bay yeah. Area, which is where you guys moved after Oklahoma. Oh, interesting. Yeah, um, and, the, and the folks So the, the original then, instinct wasn't to go to Oklahoma. No, no, because we were about to celebrate President Hillary Clinton. So it was like, okay, well, this is great. You know what? It's, it's in the Bay Area. And like the, 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 I think the inciting incident was, you know, an issue with money, right? Mm-hmm. That it was like, you know, my, my mother uh, had to get a job and was, was making more mm-hmm. money than my father and there was some cultural issues involved there. And it was like this comedy of errors and all this stuff. And, and they really latched on. They, they like, and it is a true, you know, this, yeah. this was true. And Reza's mm-hmm. mom started working for this, what was it, a fiber optic company or something like that? <laughs> yes. Some early Silicon Valley thing. And she got stock options, and those stock options... We didn't even ended, know what stock options were. <laughs> but they ended up being, like, like worth, like, a million dollars. Yeah, they're, like, right. quadruple For being a secretary. Um, yeah. And and then it was this amazing story where, where they suddenly had a million dollars when they had been, you know, hadn't had any money, right. but his dad couldn't stand the fact that it wasn't... He hadn't earned that money. Well, we, it's more... It's, like, more like we couldn't... Mm-hmm. We couldn't, you know, acknowledge that my mom... Had wow. just made us a million dollars <laughs> by accident, yeah. right? And, and so we had to sort of, you know, make it seem as though it was my dad's genius that made this whole thing happen. So, so wow. we that was the the inciting incident, and that's what we were kind of going for. Yeah, that's I remember we was. we had a fun th- scene that we pitched where they're at the bank to sign like a mortgage on the, a new house, but of course she has to sign it because it's her money, but. That, you know, his dad has to save face and they just give him like a Thai takeout menu and just so he can sign something in the bank. And so, you know, it was just in the pitch and the network really like latched onto this yeah. story. Mm-hmm. But as we started breaking it, we realized it was a hard story to resolve in the pilot. Sure. Um, yeah. What do you do? I mean, you can you can introduce this idea, uh, and it was also sort of it made them very even though it is very culturally specific. They felt like a '50s family. Yeah. Like it started to feel they felt very throwback. But mm-hmm. it's like that's kind of how they even though would it's, be. it's honest, it's, not, it's yeah. honest. And it was that was true. We were struggling with that. We struggled with two things because we also had this thing where he, you know, the dad gives away this rug. Um, and they, it's a family heirloom, and they want to get it back. But the only way somebody, to, somebody, uh, right. someone you know, compliments, compliments, it, compliments it, and he's like, "Oh, here, ta- then it's yours." And he's like, "Oh, thanks," and takes this like you know rug that they one thing they smuggled out of Iran, like the one family possession. But all you can do, it's a fun setup. But we realize like all you have is hijinks. Like all you have is sure. like how do we like break into the place and get the rug? And it was also it was like really struggling with. And so yeah. we were, those things were tricky. And then. Um, and then the world came it, to an end. Yeah, right. Uh, and, and Donald Trump got elected. And I remember very clearly the next day, Andrew sent me an email that said, our show just simultaneously became more relevant and less likely. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah. yeah, that's true. But then, in a classic, classic <laughs> network move, uh, 
we we talked to the network and they were like, no, this is great. Lean into it. Lean <laughs> into the Trump <laughs> thing. Mm-hmm. It'll be relevant. It'll be now. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we'll it'll be and like you know, as a as a as a creative, you're listening to this going, this is the right. greatest thing ever. I but in the back something. of your mind, you're like, this is all bullshit, yeah. right? Like this is all <laughs> total really... total bullshit. But it, but it like, was like we had written a draft that before the election, and we looked at that draft on November 9th. Or yeah. whatever and we were like this is so soft mm-hmm. this is so because I think at that point we really were like let's just make this it's a family show yeah. it's a different kind of family it was almost quaint but it's, it a, was, it's just yeah. a family show and suddenly it just didn't feel it didn't feel right yeah. Um, yeah. and so we threw out pretty much we really kind of started yeah. fresh encouraged really you know to really you know to push more and that's we where reset we reset it in, in Oklahoma mm-hmm. like yeah. red country mm-hmm. make America great mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we we added Trump elements yeah. to I it. Think I, let, let me just interrupt for a sec. I think the sort of important thing and the lesson that I think people can take for this if they're working on pilots of their own is you could throw away the whole thing because you had these sort of indelible characters. Like, you exactly. had this sort of compass, right? So and it was true. serving these characters. Yeah. The characters did not change. No. I, I would imagine. It's just the situation changed. Yeah. The context changed. What we, the setting changed. Yeah, what we emphasized, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. changed and we, we, we came at it where it was, it was supposed to just be this subtext and this subtle thing and, and sort of the, that the statement if we were making was just to try and put a, you know, a Muslim American family on TV but not make it about that. And suddenly it was just like, yeah. no, we have to, it's too big an elephant in the room. Yeah. Um, and let's, you know, we knew we wanted to do this story of the sort of Reza character, this Bobak character who... We knew wanted to. We wanted to do a version of you pretending to be mm-hmm. Mexican, you know, which became him, uh, you know, for a girl kind of pretending to be Italian. And, <laughs> um, but that became much more, you know, what turns him became a little bit more of an overtly, you know, ignorant behavior on yeah. her part, and that wasn't right. that wasn't really in it before. Exactly. Yeah. And then we came up, you know, I sort of can't tell whether to give away our ending because people are going to listen to <laughs> no, it. No, don't give away. But anything. we did yeah. come up with this ending that was a little bit we knew was was on the edge, sure. um, but we loved it. I mean, I really felt like it? I kind of yeah. felt like when we when we landed on that, I felt like that's the best ending I've ever had for anything I, yeah, I've written. You rarely so... have a good ending. I was like that, and I kept telling people about it. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like this, this is this ending, ending. Yeah. and people would always laugh. And, was, and so we wrote that version. Studio really sort of encouraged. And, and in and, fact, they actually said a little more. Yeah, they were like. Yeah. Yes, just like this, lean in. but even more. So wait, let me let me <laughs> ask this uh, before we go too far down the studio notes question. Um, between you guys, as you approach this new version of it, were there like what were the wrong roads? Where and were there times where you're like, no, that's too much, or no, that's not enough? I mean, clearly the previous version was just not enough. It wasn't specific <laughs> yeah. enough. I mean, I think part. I think one thing that was good about it, you know. From the beginning, I said, you know, it's just like everything we do, I have to rel- I'm not Iranian. I'm mm-hmm. not Muslim. Most of our viewers are not going to be. I want to relate to this yeah. myself. So I get like, so with this Bobby story of like, he meets this girl who thinks he's something else. I was just like, I get that. Like he mm-hmm. just, and That's also really you're in universal. college and yeah. you want to be different. You were one thing in yeah. high school, you get to college and you want to reinvent yourself. I was like, that is so universal. A lot of this, you know, was, was very much that and then I think at the same time and the larger themes of 
you know, what do you keep? What do you leave mm-hmm. behind? You know, it doesn't matter how, how long you've been in America. It doesn't matter if you're Jewish or atheist or whatever. Like all of us uh, are given things from our parents, mm-hmm. you know, traditions from our parents. And we all have to decide, like, which ones do we do we keep? Which ones do we leave behind? So it had this amazingly universal quality that, that, that the yeah. network loved. Which yeah. I think, I mean, I, I think that's part of what makes the pilot so appealing, too, is like, we live in these specifics, right? Like this is the stuff that makes is the juice for the comedy, and this is the characters that we can love. But look, we all have dads that we're embarrassed by, yeah, right. and we all have sisters who are sort of acting out in their. But it's the specific way that really makes this show show. Yeah, yeah. and um, I think we wanted, and I think the other thing was we're like we can't make all the white characters, you know, these Oklahomans, <laughs> just like racist. You know, it's just like right. that, as much also, as you want to. It's also, November. I mean, it's not real, and on the one hand it's not as black and white as that at all and it's you know sometimes you want to push that just because it makes the drama work better mm-hmm. but it was and it was also like but it's also that's who's gonna watch hopefully right. you know this is a broadcast you know show so i think we we tried to you know it took a little bit some you know, the easiest story is like they're all terrible and they're good yeah, and it's just like right. finding this the subtleties and i think what we ended up when we found like there's a great moment at you know with yeah. the neighbor with mm-hmm. these neighbors where you're like no 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 they just it was shown what happened if you get to know people as individuals this is what happens which, which we was trying to, the whole thesis yeah right that it's like yeah. get to know people as people yeah and um, so we you know we so you do this draft you're happy we did with this draft it was, it was beautiful everybody <laughs> loved it they were giving you know they were giving us micro notes like and they were think, worried about the ending. They, were really they tried ending. to get us to, to cut that ending. Well, we we did <laughs> really? the, for the little uh, the the little outro. No. You know, we 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 did kind of tweak it just a little bit because in our in our version in our original version the uh, the ending the thing that happens at the end becomes <laughs> like this national <laughs> event, and it was right. probably too and big. They were I can like, understand. Well, let's yeah. uh, let's yeah. bring that yeah. down it was, just it a little bit. Big. So we so we did do that. Um, but but you know you always you know you, you do this long enough obviously and and you you get the, a sense of what they're thinking what their interest is but when they start giving you notes about where to place a comma right. you're like wait a second that yeah. that's a pretty like micro note they might be taking this pretty seriously yeah um, so we felt pretty good you know when it finally landed yeah. on Channing's mm-hmm. desk we were like all right yeah this let is me let me ask great. you Andrew now. We we know you've had a lot of dead pilots, <laughs> and yeah. I remember even at the time you saying that this this felt really different. It, it did. I mean, and I think it was partly they they kept um, you know the people under chanting that we were doing with they kept you know, we kept thinking we were done and they're like could you just change this one thing mm-hmm. could you change it? these micro notes you're talking about they were so small that I could tell they really did care about it mm-hmm. they they really did. They really liked it, and and we're trying to set it up to succeed mm-hmm. with her. So, look, I'm always going to be <laughs> somewhat, you know, skeptical about some of course, these, you sure. know, chances. Um, and I, because I, I remember we're getting these those notes 
it was the inauguration day. So it was just like pretty late in January. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh, I remember it was like a rainy day here. It was the inauguration. Yeah. I was getting the, another round of notes. I was like, this is the worst day. <laughs> yeah. um, and that's and, sort of when you start hearing about pilot. Pay. Yes. Yeah. So, and so, but I think I was kind of like, I think we've got a good shot here. I think, you know, the studio was like, start thinking about directors, that kind of thing. We were um, casting. Yeah, we were starting to wow. think about that. We were looking at, and, uh, and then, yeah, you know, it's, um, it didn't. It, yeah. So it, it what didn't go? What happened? Well, so f- famously, uh, Channing gave that big uh, speech where she said, um, you know, something to the effect of, you know, we've been ignoring, uh, you know, red states. Like the election has taught us a lesson that we've been ignoring red state, and that ABC is going to, you know, focus on red state entertainment. Which is idiotic mm. in about 15 ways. Number one, that's not what happened in this election mm-hmm. right. at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, the only shows anybody watches on ABC <laughs> are the shows about like these marginalized communities and their families. And number three, by the time you refocus on Red State Entertainment, this guy won't be in office anymore. <laughs> so like, what are you... It was just yeah, so and I the weird thing is we we and plus we kind of felt like we were making a show that could be like we, we were we had so many points thing. of entry, we you know yes. thought we thought for people if they would ever be willing to take a shot at the uh, you know chance yeah. on the show which yeah. is a big if, um, and my thing too with them was just was like you can't it's hard to think of it that way but because I was kind of just like okay. If you were creating a red state show in a lab, you might create Friday Night Lights. Like it's right, about right. football and church and and Texas, and, <laughs> and it's just like and it's incredibly good. And yet, who watched it? Like liberal coastal yeah, elites, and not even enough of them to <laughs> keep it on. You know, so it's just like it's hard to. But you know, because right. that's the show you would make. But what does it, that it, mean? It I mean, like you guys made a show about a family yeah, uh, right. in the way that Blackish is about a family, yeah. in the way that Carmichael is about a family. In the way that modern family is about a family. Yeah, I mean, you and and it's and it had that all in the family. Like you could yeah. see it, and you know, mm-hmm. I mean, Hassan, the father character. I mean, he is a racist. He is, like, I mean, in a way, <laughs> he's a racist, he yeah. is. He is. He's voicing, you know, an opinion that 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 is a lot of people's opinion. And we're kind of, you know, we hear both sides. You know, you get where he's coming from and thinking mm-hmm. that way. And and we thought, you know, I mean, we're probably kidding ourselves that you know, but but. An ABC show, you know, at the same time they had their miniseries about the gay rights movement. It was just like, yeah. what, you know, what people are, I, I don't know. But but they, they, what they said to us was just, you know, Channing thought it just didn't, it didn't quite get there, I yeah. think was the quote we got. And then, and I think they were moving, they thought maybe they were saturated, which I kind of, you know, they had Blackish, they had Fresh Off the Boat. We were always worried, like, are they going to feel like they're just, hmm. they've got a family show for every minority, you know, in the country. Is that going to yeah, be a problem? Um and as a as a um, Jimmy Kimmel like said uh, when he was hosting the upfronts that that year, he's like, uh, a- ABC is so diverse that when it drives past CBS or, or when, when CBS drives past, it locks its doors, yeah. Yeah. something like that. Um, so and we were like, okay, well I get that, I right? Mean, and you don't want it to look like they're just checking boxes, yeah, yeah. sure. But also, you would hope that merit would out. Yeah, like and I think the other trick is there's this weird catch twenty two of just like, well, how do you cast like when they're like, who are you thinking of casting? Mm-hmm. 
Maz Jabrani, who reads yeah. it in, you know, mm-hmm. in this reading, we, ha- we wrote it with him in mind. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, it's like, well, there aren't a lot of Iranian-American right. stars. Stars. But because, yeah. because it, it's chicken and the egg. Like, you have to do a show like this right. to make Iranian-American yeah. stars. But if you don't have any shows, then how are you gonna, supposed to have a star? So if they're asking, like, well, who are you casting? It's just like... Maz Jabrani and yeah. people you haven't heard of. <laughs> and then other people who are going to be great. And then we were also, I remember the other thing was our casting director said, you know, if, you, if this goes, you're going to have to think about diversity uh, for your casting. And I was like, what do you mean? It was just like, well, you know, because I was like, we're going to cast Iranian American actors to play this. But I was like, but that doesn't count as diversity because they're not African American right. or you know, Latino or Asian American. They count as white in four. And so I was like, wait, we're going to have to. Ha- our entire cast is going to be Iranian American. We're going to have to have like a black neighbor, like we're just like yeah. to have diversity. And it's just like, well, yeah, because for the way the statistics work, for how networks count wow. diversity, they're diversity like diversity only counts. I don't think Asian actually counts either. I think I think they've started to they've started to, 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 to count to yeah. count yeah. Like, that. So that's what diversity means. Yeah, it's, and it was black, Latino, Asian. Yeah, and it, so these. And that was just like, oh God, we're gonna have this show. We don't and have that many say, characters, and they're gonna say your show has no diversity. It's just like I, that's not really. Uh, so wow. yeah, it was um, it was disappointing because I felt like it was at that time where it was a, you know, you know what it, the election had been so dis- disappointing, and it was just like, but okay, here's the thing: getting this right. on might make. I don't think that a broadcast network show can change the no. world in any way anymore, but I thought maybe a little bit, maybe just the fact mm-hmm. of having these people. And you can I, say something and then you can yeah. say some, yeah. some... And it you does. Know, you bet these people it. in your living room because most people don't... Yeah. I know, like, I think pretty mm-hmm. much Rez is the one Muslim <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like... That's so it. that's me here, liberal Hollywood, yeah. and I don't really yeah. know any... So how would you expect people to, to... But maybe you can have a TV show where you can start to right. see, oh, I kind of see how they're kind of like me in a lot of these mm-hmm. ways. It would have been a cool thing to have Absolutely. to have on. So so once you don't get picked up, um, is there life in this? Like, what happens? This is always the question we get with dead <laughs> yes. pilots. We so tried. Tough. We tried. It's tough because, you know, we then... Um, we didn't pitch it to other networks, but no. we did. We did pitch it to streaming, mm-hmm. and which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and it makes you see sense. them taking swings. And also, we went we, before we did that. We went back and put in all all the stuff that <laughs> that, <laughs> that ABC was like, whoa, that's, that's great. Oh, you know, do the best too. version. Yeah. But you know what's funny is people here is like one of those things that was one of the things I loved was was Hassan the dad and the and the sister character who kind of thinks like him mm-hmm. are playing this first person shooter video <laughs> game where they're just like killing Arabs <laughs> in a Medina somewhere and um, and there's jokes about whether just yeah. like take the, no more falafel for you yeah, yeah. and we and it just made me laugh so and yeah, um, but then I realized when we read it people don't really laugh too. they're, they're <laughs> made so no, uncomfortable yeah. by it so we're like oh maybe they had a point maybe that yeah. was kind of too far but we put all those things back and. The but trick is, we wrote it as a network show. Mm-hmm. We're like, let's make this an accessible family show with a little bit of an edge, mm-hmm. but still, we wrote it for ABC. Yeah. And then when you take that script and you bring it to Hulu or Amazon or Netflix, they're like, we don't really know what to do with this. We don't do yeah. this. Isn't transparent? Like, it, it, yeah. it, it, it's in. It's not that. It's. Um, and so it's very hard to take these things that are written for network. Mm-hmm. It seems like, oh, there's all these outlets out there. 
but you have to have written it for those it's more specific to the yeah. outlet yeah. these days. and it was yeah. just kind of tough for us to just start and reinvent it in that way because it's also family shows are not really yeah. aside from the sort of Netflix like multicam very traditional right. mm-hmm. family shows there's not really those don't exist yeah. a show like this doesn't really have yeah. a place in any of those outlets so yeah. it's, it's everyone's just like oh there's so many places yeah. to take it it's just like but it's not, not conceived really. for them yeah um and so, yeah, it's just, you know, we, we did try because we felt pretty strong. And the network was cool in that they said, you can have it, That's which true. they usually don't. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they let it go and they let us take it other places. Um, and it just didn't, you know, so rarely does that happen. I mean, I've talked about that on the podcast, it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, and so then it was just like, well, let's at least get Moz and like, let, let's like get to like hear him, yeah. re- you know, because we just... We had his voice in our heads yeah. writing it. And I have two yeah. quick questions before we uh, throw it to the recording. But uh, the title, Allah and the Family, <laughs> is so great. Was this the title all along? This feels like someone, one of you made a joke and well, then it Well, what it, it was, this is the funny thing. It was always our, like, placeholder title. Of course. Because we thought it was so funny. Yeah. But we also thought, I don't think anyone's going to let us do this. Yeah. You know? And it's just one of those things where, like, the placeholder was became the permanent That's title so because funny. every time we would say the words Allah and the family people, <laughs> people would laugh. die laughing yeah, right yeah. so we're like well then why are we removing this let's just leave it yeah I always it was one of those things like I rarely have like a great ending I rarely have a great title I was right? just like I rarely have a title where I can like hey what are you working on oh it's a show but it must have been it's called Allah and the family and they would laugh at the title <laughs> yeah. and I was just like oh, yeah. come on That's how so, often yeah. do you get come that on. And I don't think That's we your ever. Gateway. I don't think we ever had <laughs> an alternate title. We That's never right. had even another. And I, and I think they, um, at one point, said, "Give us another title." Yeah. And we were just like, "We don't have we one. Don't really, <laughs> we don't Nothing have beats one. this joke." Yeah. yeah. Um, That's funny. And so yeah, it was. That's it was, great. It just kind of. It was briefly untitled Aslan Wright <laughs> sure. project, but it never had yeah, another exactly. actual title. Yeah, yeah. And that's hard to market. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That was not as catchy. People my, laugh when you hear that. My other question is, so Reza, this was your first foray into TV comedy. Yeah. How was it? Like, has this soured you on it? Do you want to keep going? Like, what is this? What so, is, how is it different and how is it good for you? Well, no, I mean, it really did teach me a lot. And I've got... Um, now two other comedies that I'm that I'm working on uh, and pitching, uh, and it it's it was such a great it was such a great clinic you know because like like I said I mean I'm sure m- many of the listeners know this already but it's just two different animals altogether mm-hmm. you know when you're when you're pitching a, a, a drama especially the kinds of stuff that that yeah. we work on. You Which know, we should say, do you want to name a couple of those? Like, Kings no, and I don't really want to. <laughs> <laughs> really Just so people to. have a baseline. Uh, but like, yeah, of Kings and Prophets or The Leftovers or, you know, yeah. things like that. And these are, you know, it's like a 30-page right. you know, format. And, You're pitching you know, out the pilot like, yeah, and the world. world. Plot yeah. structures and the world and stuff. And it's completely different. You know, you're doing a 30-minute comedy and yeah. it's just like... These are the people yep. who are in this show. We were in and out of that pitch That's in 15, it, yeah. 20 minutes, you know? These are the people. Right, right. These You're are laughing. And these things are happen characters. to them, you know, but eventually, but that doesn't matter. It's just yeah. these four people, these are these are who they are, this is their relationship with each other, and then, you know, just, just make them laugh. So uh, I do that a lot now. In fact, uh, in fact, just in a few hours, I'm going to be pitching a comedy show. Fantastic. And with the, the writer, I mean, I've been just telling him over and over again, stop telling everyone the plot. 
Like, <laughs> nobody funny. cares about the plot. <laughs> Just make everybody laugh in the room. <laughs> and that's what they remember. They're that's what they remember. Really and they're strange. like, that was funny. We want more mm-hmm. of that. Right. Uh, so it's it's very, that's the, that's the, cool. the Andrew Reich uh, <laughs> yeah. school of, of comedy pitching. Absolutely. Um, well, that is great. It's a great uh, pilot. You guys did a terrific job. The cast is incredible. Um, were you responsible for bringing together most Pretty of the cast? Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah, so. Well, all, we all, all Iranians know each other. So of course. <laughs> but there's so many. Well, they were all my cousins. They were. <laughs> but it was cool because I, I did get introduced some some really good actors yeah. who I, I didn't know. Yeah. Catherine Kavari is so great, yeah. and Metallion was great. Yeah. You know, it was just like I didn't. Uh, it, it was hard. It was tough casting because it, it was really right. like you. You know, Ben, you and I usually have our Rolodex or whatever, right. um, and it was just like this doesn't. There's not really a lot of. Right. It was great that Maz. You asked Maz, like, yeah. and he was just like, "I'm in Absolutely, right yeah. off the bat." Yeah. Um, but you know, finding you know finding the because we were you know we really wanted like let's get Iranian American mm-hmm. actors for yeah. this. Let's. Um, even though I did want Hassan Minaj, who's not running, but I was just like, he's so good. <laughs> yeah, but he's so like, good. He's so good. It would have been, uh, but we could, you know, we, we didn't end up getting him, but it, but the, it was. The cast is incredible. Yeah, uh, they do an good. amazing job. Yeah. Um, it, it was And it, was it must have been satisfying to hear, for you guys to hear it read. Yeah. It was. It was. <laughs> it was weird. It was weird to hear it read. Uh, did it feel like your family, or were you removed mm-hmm. enough at this point? I think by then I was so okay. removed. And by the way, I had yet to, I had really yet to tell my family about it completely. Like, m- my <laughs> sister saw the announcement and was like, what? Um, like, are you just going to make fun of us yeah. on TV? And I was like, yeah, that's <laughs> pretty, pretty much. much. Yeah. And you'll be flattered. Uh, you'll be a TV character. It'll be great. Uh, but my mom, like, I remember we were having dinner, and my mom still kind of didn't get it. She was like, yeah. Reza Jun, what are you doing? Are you going to, what are you doing? You're going to tell everybody about us? And I was like, no, mom, it's just like, it's based on us. Like, it's right. not really us. And she's like, are they going to bring cameras into my kitchen? I was like, no, you're not actually in it. Is she still worried that people are going to find out you're, you're, you guys are Muslims? I think like, she's is still, still in that, that like, yeah, hostage crisis like, yeah, kind of like, like mentality? People like, find out. Yeah. Well, I, th- I will um, say, you know, the universal is moms don't understand how TV moms works. Moms don't get no. it. They just don't get how TV works. <laughs> Yeah, the amount yeah. of time my mom was like, so when's it on? When can I watch it? I was like, right. no, I just sold the pitch. I haven't <laughs> I even written it. Yeah, like, right. it's not going to be... Um, don't was, set your TiVo. The thing I, I did was, to, you, record, you did a little, Reza, you did that little video about like why American TV need, mm-hmm. needs a Muslim modern family. Mm-hmm. And... And that thing, I mean, I remember it was like two million views yeah. or something in like forty-eight hours. And when I saw that, I was just and I was sending that to the network. Yeah, and I was just like, "There's," and I could tell there was like, there was this community which I'm not a part of. You know, it's just like, but there was this community that was so excited that they were going to have a yeah. show that represented them mm-hmm. on television. Finally. I mean, it really was. I mean, I've heard it from a few people like, "Oh, we read about this show, and this is like," and they were, and that was. That made me feel this weird like responsibility, mm-hmm. like I'm the one who knows how to navigate the system sure. theoretically. I should be able yeah. to push this thing through and get it, you know. So I at least feel like, all right, well, at least maybe they can hear what we, yeah. we, we're trying to do. Yeah. Consolation. Yeah. We're getting there. That's yeah. there. Slowly. Yeah. And I think just, just to wrap up, you know, that's another great lesson for writers out there. Write about your experience. Like, don't try to fit it in a box. Your experience is worth writing about. Mm-hmm. And we need these different mm-hmm. voices Maybe they won't get picked up, but at least there's Dead Pilot Society. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're here for you. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank awesome. you, Ben. I'm Barbara Gray. I'm Brandy Posey. And I'm Tess Barker. We're Lady to Lady. Do you want to sleep over in your ears? Is that a friend in your pocket, or are you just podcast to see me? 
portable hangout you can bring to the gym on the subway or on an oil rig. Seriously, we have listeners who do that. Show with us while we get high with Margaret Cho. Talk showgirls with Katya from Drag Race. And hear Broadway star Anthony Rapp sing Hamilton. I am not throwing away my shot. (laughs) I am not throwing away my shot. Hey, yo, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not throwing away my shot. That's Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. This is Allah in the Family, written by Reza Aslan and Andrew Reich. Act one, we're close on a very cute five-year-old boy. This is little Bobak. He's walking, but we can't see his surroundings. We hear the voiceover of an 18-year-old Bobak. Pretty cute kid, right? That's me at age five. We widen slightly to show he's walking next to an even cuter three-year-old girl, little Netta. That's my little sister. Could we be any more lovable? And these are my parents. We widen further to show an attractive, happy couple in their 20s, Hassan and Sissy. But they're not your typical television couple. They're wearing Persian attire. He has a beard and is in a Nehru jacket, and she is wearing a hijab. Oh, no. Did we just get less lovable? (laughs) Wait. It gets worse. We widen further to show a tall building behind the family whose facade is covered in a mural that shows a modified American flag. The stars are skulls, the stripes are bomb trails, and it's emblazoned with death to the USA. We're in Tehran. Don't worry. We live in America now. I just wanted to explain how we got there. By the way, my name is... Bobak! Little Bobak looks up at his father. All of this dialogue would be in Farsi with English subtitles, but we're going to read it in English. Watch out for little Nether crossing the street. The mullahs here drive like they can't wait to meet their 72 virgins. Listen to your infidel father. Yes, Maman. He tries to guide Netta by the arm. She shrugs it off and punches him in the gut. Hassan, in a good mood, starts to sing in English with his thick Persian accent. I'm proud to be an Oki from Moskaji, a place where even squares can have a ball. Shh, please don't sing that in public. Come on, you know you love my singing voice. Hassan! He kisses her. Not out here. A pimply-faced teenager in green fatigues and a green headband spots them. Hey, you too! This little punk is what they call a besiege. Kind of like a meter maid, but for morality. Man, did my dad hate the besiege. Not this again. The besiege comes over to them, having a hissy. No kissing in public! Let me see your marriage papers. And tell your wife to fix her hijab. I can see her hair. I'm sorry. Is this better? He pulls the back of Sissy's scarf, exposing more of her hair. And then even more. Or this? Stop that! I know her hair is very arousing, isn't it? I understand why you're obsessed with it. I, I am not obsessed. These are the rules in this country. If you don't like them, why don't you go to America? We close in on Hassan, really considering this. <laughs> and so we moved here. A sign reads, Welcome to Enid, Oklahoma. A series of cuts, wheat fields, cows, men in cowboy hats. Hassan, now in his early 40s, walks out of a fourplex apartment building and stands in the front yard, breathing in the crisp, cold air. Now, no one loves America more than my dad. Hassan raises a huge American flag on a 30-foot flagpole while singing Toby Keith's Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue. And you'll be sorry that you mess with the U.S. of A because we'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. When the flag reaches the top, Hassan solemnly salutes it. Plus, when you're a Muslim in Oklahoma, you can't have a big enough flag. A husband and wife, Mr. and Mrs. Hauser, walk by with their dog on a leash. Hassan greets them with great neighborliness. Good morning. How is the scout? The fish oil helped, yes? He's never been livelier. 
Thanks again for the tip. No, no, do not thank me. It is simple animal husbandry. Everyone knows this. You're all right, Hassan. Although, don't get ideas about bringing any more of your people around here. <laughs> do you think I want more Muslims around here? Why do you think I moved to Oklahoma? <laughs> <laughs> so, will you be coming to the barbecue? Wouldn't miss it. Wonderful. See you all there. We're in the Tirani family's kitchen. Bobak, now 17 and resembling a Persian Michael Sarah from Superbad, comes downstairs to the first floor of this cramped but homey two-story apartment. He addresses the camera. So this is me now, and you remember sweet Netta. At the kitchen table, we see Netta, now 16. She's edgy with jet black hair, black eyeliner, and a torn-up Iron Maiden t-shirt. Also at the table is Tina, 12, demure and pretty and wearing a cheerleader outfit. That's Tina. She came along after we moved here, so I guess she's the one real American in the family. She's also the only cheerleader who ever talked to me. Bobak sits at the table where Sissy, now in her mid-30s, is busy placing an absurd amount of food. Breads, cheeses, fruits, nuts, greens. Did you all do your morning prayers? Yes, yes Mama. I brushed my teeth facing Mecca. Does that count? <laughs> Sissy gives her a look of disapproval. Hassan enters. Two more yeses for the barbecue. The Hauser said they wouldn't miss it. Wow. How many is that now, Dad? 62. We have arrived. After all these years in this country, finally we are hosting our own American barbecue. That's wonderful, dear. It is. Now, uh, I have been reading up on Oklahoma barbecues, and it seems for it to be truly authentic, we need to serve the baby back ribs. Baby back ribs? Isn't that pork? Yes. No, no, but we've never had pork or pig in this house. How about a nice portobello mushroom instead? So meaty. This is, o this is Oklahoma. We cannot have the barbecue without the ribs. Oh, they're so good. How do you know? I, I saw it on TV. <laughs> Hassan, you've already corrupted one child. I won't have you corrupt the other two. No pig in this house. Please, Sissy June. The neighbors are just starting to think we're normal. And it is just food. You know, this is not just about pork. There are traditions we follow that make us remember who we are. I mean, are we Muslim or not? Of course we are. No one is more proud of being Muslim than me. I just don't want anyone to tell me how to be one. No one is telling you how to be a Muslim. Except me, no pork. <laughs> Hassan reluctantly accepts defeat. Tina clears her throat. <clears throat> um, guys, there's actually something I wanted to talk to you about. The barbecue is almost made the barbecue almost made me forget the most important thing. Bobak's first day of college. Sissy covers Bobak in kisses. <laughs> English only in this house. Fine. I want to eat your liver. Bobak address <laughs> Bobak addresses camera. It makes more sense in Persian. <laughs> I will miss you so much. Mom, I'll be home tonight. Oklahoma Tech is only 20 minutes away. It's not like it's NYU. Now, do not start with that again. You will live with this family until you marry a nice Persian girl and have your first child. Mm, you know, then Bobak, we can discuss it. You know Bobak likes the white girls. He's got prairie fever. <laughs> Bobak shoots her a shut-up glare. Dr. Bobak Turani. Maybe. I haven't totally decided. That is fine. This is why we came to America. All of the sacrifices we made coming to this country with nothing. It was so you could be whatever you want. As long as it is a doctor. <laughs> Bobak rolls his eyes. We're exterior of the apartment. Bobak heads for his crappy old Honda Civic. Tina runs out of the house to catch him. Bobak, can I talk to you for a second? I'm sorry, I've got to get to school. Maybe later, okay? 
Bobak drives off. Tina watches him go, disappointed. We're in Bobak's car. He addresses the camera. Being Muslim in Oklahoma is kind of like being from Mars. You constantly have to assure people that you come in peace. High school was like one long apology. In a flashback, a 16-year-old Bobak sits in the back of a classroom as a teacher lectures about world history. In 1453, Constantinople fell to the Islamic armies of Sultan Mehmet II. All of the other students' eyes turn accusingly to Bobak. I absolutely condemn the sacking of Constantinople in 1453. In the cafeteria, still in flashback, it's a raucous cafeteria full of white students. Bobak to camera. And being a Persian kid named Bobak with a 4.0 GPA wasn't exactly a panty dropper. He walks through with a tray of food. He comes alongside a pretty white girl. Hey, Misty. I really liked your presentation today. Whatever. Whatever, Isis. Oh. She She walks away and takes a seat at a table of popular kids, all white. I would have given anything to sit with them. Instead, this was my table for four years. He sits with three other brown-skinned boys at a table in the far corner of the cafeteria. A Persian kid, an Indian, a Filipino, and a Sikh. But for some reason, we were called the Arab table. We superimpose arrows pointing to each of the four kids in the words, not Arab. (laughs) The tableau is broken by a milk carton thrown into the frame. It hits the table and splashes the four boys who strain to keep their dignity as they blink milk out of their eyes. We come out of flashback. We're exterior of the Oklahoma Tech campus. Bobak gets out of his car and walks toward campus. That's why I was hoping to go to a college where there would be more people like me. He looks around. All the other students he sees are white. But it looks like it's going to be the same four years. There are booths for student organizations set up on either side of the main walkway. He looks at the group's names with dismay. Future Farmers of America, Fish and Hunt Club, etc. Then he hears a sexy female voice. Hey, you. Bobak stops in his tracks and turns to see a beautiful blonde in one of the booths. This is Crystal, and she's a sweet, vivacious southern girl. The way the light is hitting her, it looks like she has a halo. Bobak looks behind him. Me? Yes, you. He is instantly smitten. He's so mesmerized that neither he nor we see the name of the group on her booth. I know what you're looking for. You, you do? You're looking to have some fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're looking to party. Sure. I like parties. I partay. Well, then this is the club for you. We totally have the most fun parties on campus. You should join. I guarantee you will not regret it. He can't believe this is happening. It sounds great. I'm in. Uh, What are you guys called? Campus Christian Crusade. (laughs) He freezes. Come again? Campus Christian Crusade. And you want me to join? Of course. What's wrong? He realizes this girl doesn't know anything about him, and he makes a decision. Nothing. Nothing's wrong. I love a good crusade. (laughs) Great. I'm Crystal, by the way. What's your name? She holds out her hand to shake. My name is Bobby. He shakes her hand, torn between guilt and excitement. That's end of act one. Act two, we're in Hassan's office. Sissy sits at a desk in an office. Behind her is a sign reading, America Number One Accounting Services. There are American flags everywhere and a prominent portrait of President Trump. The interior door opens and out walks Hassan and a client, Sonny, in his 30s, a blue-collar white guy. I can't thank you enough. That extra $600 is really going to come in handy. Simple depreciation formulas. Everyone knows this. Well, it's true what they say. 
you people are good with money. Uh, you're thinking of the Jews. <laughs> Wait, what are you? I am Muslim. Do I look Jewish to you? Sonny looks at him carefully. Hell, I don't know. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. Sissy, please bring this hard-working man his copies. Sissy hands him a folder. Say, how about you and your wife come to a barbecue at our house tomorrow? We'd love that. Wonderful. He whispers to Sissy. 64. Turns back to Sonny. Come, I will walk you out. As Hassan leads him out of the office, Sonny notices a Persian rug on the floor. That's a beautiful rug. We angle on Sissy, who suddenly looks nervous. You like it? It's yours. <laughs> what? Hassan. I insist it belonged to my mother. Now it belongs to you. <laughs> Hassan starts to roll up the rug, and we freeze frame. Bobak enters frame in front of the frozen scene. Okay, this one's going to take some explaining. You see... Generosity is a big deal to Persians, and there's something called tarof, which is an unspoken code of generosity that all Persians live by, especially my dad. Here's how it works. We go to a scene where Hassan is with another Persian man at a hookah bar. If someone compliments you on something... That is a beautiful watch. You must offer it to them. Hassan takes off the watch. This is not my watch, it is now your watch. <laughs> And they must refuse. May I be the son of a dog the day I take your watch. <laughs> take it or I will cut my own arms off and have no need for a watch. <laughs> if, you give me, if you give it to me, I will cut off my own head and have no need for anything. Hassan puts the watch back on and they continue as if nothing happened. <laughs> Did you see the football match yesterday? We end that scene and go back to Babak. The system works as long as everyone knows the rules. The problem is, Americans don't know the rules. He exits frame and the scene unfreezes. Sonny takes the rolled up rug from Hassan. Wow, this is so generous of you. Thank you. It is my pleasure. He starts to exit, but Sissy stops him. Of course, you will have to pay the gift tax. Uh, what? Sissy! Let's see, uh, with what the rug is worth, the gift tax would be $1,800. Oh, in that case, I think I'll just let y'all keep it. Thanks anyway. He smiles awkwardly and hands the rug back to Hassan and exits. Gift tax? I have never been so humiliated. I cannot let you keep giving our things away just because people compliment them. And it's not only that. I do the books. I see. The McAllisters, you didn't charge. The Lynches, not only did you not charge, you paid their tax for them. And they were so grateful, they gave me this beautiful hat. He puts on a red Make America Great Again hat. I understand you are a very proud man. It is not pride, it is tradition. This is America. Some traditions, we can leave back in Iran. Fine, in that case, we serve pork at the barbecue. No, no, that's different. Aha, you, you see? You want to pick which traditions we keep. Well, so do I. Maybe my traditions cost us a little money, but yours, yours are making us strangers in this country. He goes back into his office, leaving Sissy looking frustrated. We go to the college dining hall, where Bobak walks through with some books and a tray of food. He sits at an empty table and starts to eat. Moments later, a brown-skinned student joins him. Hi, I'm Anand. I'm Bob... Bobby. Another brown-skinned student puts his tray down and sits. Hey, I'm... No, no more Arab table for me. He picks up his tray and walks away. Hey, I'm Scotch-Irish. <laughs> Bobak <laughs> Bobak sees Crystal getting into the food line. He immediately dumps all the food on his tray into a trash can and rushes to get behind her. Hey. As soon as he gets there, he slows down and plays it cool. Oh, hey. Bobby, right? 
That's my name. Do wear it out. Want to join me for lunch? What? Yeah. I mean, I had some bros I was going to hang with, but sure, I could uh, do that. It's a little later. He's sitting with Crystal, who's bubbly and talkative. I remember my first day was really overwhelming, but you'll learn your way around fast. She points to a piece of paper on top of his books. Is that your schedule? Can I see? He panics. The name at the top of his schedule is B. Turani. Turani. That's Italian, right? Yeah. Yes. That's what I thought when I first saw you. So I'm guessing you're Catholic? Uh-huh. Catholic. The Pope. The Pope is my main dude. He does, he does a strange approximation of crossing himself. What church does your family go to? Oh, we go to our Lord of the Holy Ghost Virgin, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. I don't know that one. Oh, it's great. They have super great praying there. Um, so, is all the food here this bad, or did I just order the wrong thing? No, it's all pretty bad, except for the bacon. Do you want some? Uh, no, that's okay. I'm telling you, you don't know what it, I don't know what it is, but they make the best bacon here. Come on, try some. She picks up a piece of bacon from her plate and holds it out for him to taste. It's an intimate gesture, and he can't resist. In slow motion, he moves toward the bacon. Just before it crosses his lips, Bobak does a quick take to camera. I'm going to hell for this. He bites the piece of bacon, chews and swallows, and we do a quick cut to Sissy at her desk. She looks up as if sensing a disturbance in the force. We cut back to Bobak swallowing the bacon. His face changes from trepidation to sheer bliss. Oh, my God. Right? That is so good. I told you. He gestures to the remaining bacon on her plate. Are you going to eat the rest of it? Before she can even answer, he grabs the remaining strips of bacon from her plate and shoves them in his mouth. Hey, I've got to run a class, but uh, do you want to meet me for coffee at Primo's tomorrow morning? No, that was great. <laughs> cool. I'll see you then. She walks off. Bobak swallows the bacon and ravenously sucks the bacon fat from his fingers. We're in the living room, the Tarani living room kitchen. We're in the world of a video game, a first-person shooter. Two avatars in fatigues are making their way through the alleyways of a Middle Eastern city, blasting random Arabs. Widen to reveal Neda and Hassan playing it. Bobak walks in and watches the action for a beat. Hassan blows away an Arab. Yes, take that, Abdul. No more hummus for you. Ooh, nice one, Dad. Oh, watch out. Camel jockey behind the barrel of lentils. Hassan takes the guy out with a shot right through the turban. So who's winning Operation Desert Stereotype? Dad is, but only because he cheated and dropped a bomb on a wedding. Maybe it, maybe it was a wedding. Maybe it was a terrorist gathering. You never know. You two need help. <laughs> he walks into the kitchen and Sissy is there. How was your first day? Um, it was great. Went to class, joined regular clubs, ate regular food. Puzzled by this odd answer, but she lets it go. She opens the refrigerator and is shocked by what she sees. A rack of baby back ribs. Why is there a pig in my refrigerator? What? I didn't do it! I didn't eat any pork at all today! Your father! She takes out the rack and marches into the living room to confront Hassan. Bobak follows her. She gestures at Hassan with the ribs. What is this? Baby back ribs? They had better be from an actual baby. Oh, mom! They are from a pig. A nice, fat, delicious pig. She slams the ribs down on a table. How could you? You don't respect my traditions. Why should I respect yours? Your stupid traditions are driving us to the poorhouse. And your stupid traditions are what drove us away from Iran. Hey, guys. Not, Not now, now, Tina. Guys. Everyone turns and sees Tina. She's wearing a hijab. The conversation freezes. This is what I wanted to talk to you about. 
end of Act 2. In Act 3, we're in the apartment, the family members are as we left them. Have you lost your mind? What do you think you're doing? I've decided I want to wear a hijab. Absolutely not. I moved this family to this country so you would not have to wear that. I thought you moved here so I could wear whatever I want. Yes, juicy sweatpants, Ugg boots. <laughs> American things, not that. Is it just to cover your janky hair? Because if that's the reason, I totally support it. Why didn't you talk to us about this? I tried, but... Kassan turns to Sissy. This is your fault. This is where your traditions led. First, it, uh, this is where your traditions lead. First, it is no pork, then this. Next, she will be Snapchatting with Al-Qaeda. I saw it on Hannity. Dad, wearing a hijab doesn't make me a terrorist. It's true. Carrie on Homeland wears one sometimes when she's hunting bad guys in the souk. Bobak, say something. Are you seriously thinking of wearing that to school? Yes. But you're popular. I mean, most kids at school don't even realize you're Muslim. So I'm supposed to hide? Like some kind of coward? Well, coward is a strong word. Have you seen the news? Women are being beaten in the streets just for wearing a hijab. This is the worst time to be doing this. Well, that's why I'm doing it. I want people to know who I am. I want to shout it out loud. I see all this stuff about how terrible Muslims are, and I'm sick of it. If people see that I'm a good person and I'm Muslim, maybe it'll change their minds. They will see nothing but the headscarf. Hassan, if this is how our daughter wants to express her faith, we need to support it. At least she has some faith. My faith is my own business. I don't need to shout it out loud. Wait, you're not thinking of wearing that to the barbecue, are you? Of course I am. But people will leave. Well, if they do, then they aren't really our friends, are they? Sissy looks at Hassan to see how he can argue with that. No, this I will not allow. You want to be a traditional Muslim? Then start by obeying your father. Take that off, and I don't want to see it on your head again. Tina takes the scarf off and runs upstairs upset. Sissy glares at Hassan. He picks up the rack of ribs. Now excuse me, I have to go dry rub my pork. He exits, leaving a pissed-off sissy and an uncomfortable Bobak. We're exterior Primo's cafe the next day. Bobak and Crystal sit at one of the outdoor tables of this cafe. Say it again. Buca de Peppo. <laughs> oh, I love the way that sounds. There's something so interesting about you, Bobby. There is? Yeah, you're different from most of the guys here. Oh, I'm not different. I'm totally normal. No, I mean, you're kind of... Exotic. Is that a good thing? Definitely. They're interrupted by a bearded man who has entered the cafe talking loudly into his cell phone in a foreign language. He seems worked up, speaking rapidly and vehemently. Other people in the cafe begin exchanging nervous looks. El Fandurag Madfariful Dauri Mashallah. Bobby? Hey, Dammaru Al Warriors, the Iznala. Ammalin Yegibu Tazdidat Betalat Noat, Wamadisha Deralehum. Allahu Akbar! Allahu Akbar! Allahu Akbar! Uh, that guy is making me nervous. I think we should get out of here before something happens. Bobak turns to camera. Hmm, this is a tough one. You see, I understand what he's saying, and it's this. The bearded man now speaks in English. The Thunder are the best team in the league, praise God. They will destroy the Warriors, praise God. They are draining threes like nobody's business. God is great, God is great, God is great! Bobak to camera. I need to stand up for this guy. He takes a deep breath, then turns to Crystal. Listen, Crystal. Maybe we should go back to my dorm room. Definitely. <laughs> he, puts his, he puts his arm around her and starts to lead her away. 
Bobak turns to look back and sees a security guard enter and tackle the guy on the phone. The guard pins him to the ground as he tries to protest his innocence. We can see on Bobak's face that he knows he did the wrong thing. We're in Crystal's dorm room. They enter the room, which is very pink and girly. I can't stop thinking about how scary that was back at the cafe. Yeah, super scary. Something about a near-death experience like that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it was really near-death. It just makes me want to... She puts her hands on his face and starts kissing him. His eyes go wide, best thing ever. They start really making out. Crystal breaks the kiss. I didn't even think there there were any people like that around here. There probably aren't many. He goes back to kissing her. She stops again. I mean, aren't they all supposed to be on some kind of list? He winces at this, but it's not a deal breaker. (laughs) I'm sure there's a list somewhere. (laughs) He eagerly goes back to kissing her. She stops one more time. My dad says we'll all be safer when they round them all up. This hits him like a punch in the gut. This time, Crystal moves in to start kissing him again, but he doesn't respond. What's wrong? I can't. What? You're so hot, and you're making out with me, which is so awesome, but I just, I can't do this. I I think I should go. I don't understand. Why? This just isn't who I am. He gets his things and exits. We're in the Chirani apartment at night. Bobak gets out of his car. The barbecue is getting underway. Sissy's passing out appetizers. Netta and some fellow skate rats are doing tricks on the street. A few people are gathered around on the lawn, including some of Tina's, Tina's fellow cheerleaders. Bobak continues through the party to where Hassan, wearing a 10-gallon hat, is standing with a neighbor. His barbecue grill has a giant mound of charcoal on it. You see, you must make a pyramid with the charcoal. It is simple thermodynamics. Everyone knows this. He sees Bobak and pulls him aside. Ah, Bobak, uh, tell your mother to bring out more of the iced tea. Why can't you tell her? She's right there. We are not speaking. Uh-huh. And where's Tina? She is in her room, also not speaking to me. <laughs> but great turnout, right? <laughs> He's Bobak's size and heads toward the apartment. We're in Tina's room. She's lying on her bed reading when Bobak enters. How come you're not down at the party? Your friends are looking for you. Just not in the mood to be around people. Gotcha. He sits on the bed next to her. Hey, listen, about earlier... I should have been on your side. It was a pretty cool thing you did. It was stupid. No, it was brave. Way braver than I could ever be. You really think so? Definitely. Look, I did some things in the last couple of days that I'm not proud of. I mean, I ate bacon. You did? How was it? So freaking good. (laughs) But that's not the point. The point is I tried hiding and it just felt gross. If you don't want to hide who you are, you shouldn't have to. But what about Dad? Ah, don't let Dad stop you from doing what you think is right. He leaves her there looking thoughtful. We're in the front yard. Bobak walks out to see the barbecue now well underway. Sissy carries a platter of appetizers over to Hassan's client, Sonny. Hey, Sissy. Thank you so much for that lamp. Lamp? Yeah, yeah. Hassan said you guys felt bad about the thing with the rug, so he brought me over a crystal lamp. Said it wasn't really worth much, so there was no gift tax. <laughs> I love that lamp. She hands the tray to Sonny. Excuse me. She finds Bobak and guides him by the arm towards Hassan. I need you to tell your father. I don't want to be in the middle here. Just talk to him yourself. Fine. She and Bobak arrive at the grill where Hassan is talking to Mr. Hauser. Hassan, I need to talk to you. You see, I am busy with the... But just then, Tina walks out of the house wearing the hijab. 
Everyone stops and stares. Hassan fiercely whispers to Bobak. What is she doing? We need to get her back in the house. No, leave her alone. Hassan looks at him surprised, then turns to Mr. Hauser. <laughs> I don't know what my daughter is doing. She must be drying her hair. <laughs> don't worry, there will be lots of pork to eat. <laughs> Please don't leave. <laughs> Mr. Hauser puts his hand on Hassan's shoulder. Actually, Hassan, I believe what she's got there is called a jihad. <laughs> Hijab, you know what, doesn't matter. And why would we leave? You're our neighbors, Hassan, and this is America. Your daughter can wear whatever she wants. Everyone knows this. He pats a surprise Hassan on the back and walks away. Meanwhile, Tina tentatively approaches her group of friends. Hey, guys. There you are. What's that on your head? It's um, a traditional Muslim covering, head covering. They take a moment to digest this, then... Oh, cool. Like Carrie wears on Homeland. <laughs> exactly. You have to see this text I got from Kyle. From where Hassan, Sissy, and Bobak are standing, they can see Tina and her friends chatting and laughing. The rest of the party guests go back to talking as if nothing has happened. I may have underestimated these people. You underestimated yourself. What? Tina was right. It's because they've gotten to know you and what a good and generous man you are. That is why they accept her. It's why they accept all of us. This sinks in for Hassan. You know what? Hmm. He takes the rack of uncooked baby back ribs from a table and tosses it into a garbage can. Thank you for not letting me forget who we are. He kisses her and Tina comes over. Bobak puts his arm around her. Hassan and Sissy break the kiss. You're not mad, are you, Dad? No, Tina June. I am proud of you. You are brave. Like your father. <laughs> Netta joins them too. That was pretty baller, kid. And it looks good on you. It covers up your gigantic forehead. Hassan puts his arms around his family and gathers them, gathers them tight as he surveys the party guests. Look at all of these people here for us. Finally, we belong. They all take a beat to enjoy the moment. Now it is time to light up this baby. Hassan smothers the pyramid of charcoal with lighter fluid. Bobak turns to Netta. Does that look like way too much charcoal to you? Hassan lights the coals and a giant wish of fire explodes in the night sky. People cheer. But then an ember flies up and ignites the American flag. <laughs> Bobak notices. Um, Dad. He points to the flag. Hassan looks up. Oh, God. He starts frantically lowering the flag. It's getting more engulfed in the flames. When it gets to the bottom of the flagpole, he tears it from the rope. Help me! Tina runs over to help him. Together, they start stomping on the flag to extinguish the flames. Bobak looks over and sees some neighbors have their phones out. They are filming a Muslim man and a Muslim girl in a hijab stomping on a burning American flag. That can't be good. End of show. Hey, hope you enjoyed that. That's our show for this three weeks. Um, ben and I would like to thank Kaylin West. You should really thank Kaylin because you... You brought Kaylin to Thanks, us. Thanks, Kaylin. This is why Kaylin is the reason our recordings have gotten so good. Yeah. Um, she's been uh, miking the shows. And also, she uh, has a band called Tiny Stills, which you can go look for. She has a new album coming out soon, and you should buy her old stuff, too. So it's just great to out. have you here. I, didn't, I wouldn't have even yeah, known she's that. She's a great musician. Yeah. Speaking of musicians, thanks to Ted Leo for right. her theme song. She's got a new album out, too, I believe. It's touring. Uh, thanks to all the guys at Arts and Sciences for letting us use your space for this. Uh, thanks to Courtney Hyde 
for our logo. Thanks to Noah Findling for all of his help with everything. Um, should people subscribe to this podcast or anything like that? If they've gotten this far in this episode and haven't subscribed, there's something wrong with them. Yeah, they're driving and they don't want to get on their phone to <laughs> oh, shut it fair. off or something. That's fair. Yes. But yes, subscribe. We, we put out a whole bunch of these a year. Uh, we do a couple of live shows a year, so the really the best way to hear about that is through the podcast. Too. Or by following us on Twitter at Dead Pilots Pod or on Instagram and Facebook at Dead Pilot Society. That's really a good way to not miss one of the live shows, yes. which are awesome. Uh, so there's one coming up November 12th. Go to Largo-LA.com. Get your tickets for that. Uh, and until next time, I'm Andrew Reich. I'm Ben Blacker. Thanks for listening to Dead Pilot Society.